From the Center for Investigative Journalism, this is The Sunday Show. I'm Gabriel Sunday. Today, we continue our investigation into dating apps, their methods, and effects on humanity. Part 2. The Human Element A study once found that consumers were more likely to buy a jam when presented with six flavors compared to 30. And those who did make a purchase, ones presented with fewer flavors, were more satisfied with their choice. Choice overload. It's become an issue on dating apps. With one in three romantic partnerships beginning on these apps, we have to wonder, are we just settling now? Becoming less satisfied? What if an app gave us just one match? Would our dopamine-hungry brains still respond with contentment? Today's story offers a miraculous case study to answer those questions. These sounds are being recorded at the remote Princess Elizabeth Station in Antarctica. The six-sided, frosted, stainless steel structure is anchored upon a granite ridge at an altitude of 4,534 feet in the Droning Mod land region of East Antarctica. The footsteps of our test subject, a lonely American scientist named John. He's on month sixth in the polar wasteland, documenting ozone proliferation. He also monitors the effects of isolation on his body and mind. Lately, he's noticed an uptick in his sadness, paranoia, and fatigue. After some persuading from co-workers, John logs onto Tinder for fun and miraculously finds one match, a resident of a neighboring research station nearly 50 miles away. It's the first recorded dating app match in the history of the continent. Although written about in several news outlets, no one has yet to hear the outcome of this meetup and its tragic end until now. I have my doubts about the dating apps and their overall effect on humanity, but I'm a scientist and I track data like this for a living. My name's John Wiseman. I'm part of our research team at the harshest place on Earth, It's the afternoon, but still, the night sky looms. Our nights last six months, and we're at the tail end. Within a few weeks, it will be bright again for half a year. This base is one of the most remote settlements in the world, and my team is on a three-week expedition, leaving me and my research partner, Dulé, to maintain the base. Dulé loves Coltrane, but I'm trying to get him onto some more modern stuff. Mon mec ici, il aime la musique triste. He He just said, I like sad music. The Tinder match just started as a joke from the crew to boost my morale. And at first, Tinder showed no other users in the whole area. But when I expanded the search radius to 50 miles, I found Talia. And we matched. Il est déprimé. Ça, c'est pas bon ici. Pour le bon de la mission, je dis oui à cette union. He says I'm depressed, and that's not good for the mission. He hopes the match will help improve my mental well-being. Anything for the mission. John's nightly ritual is to text with his Tinder match for hours. He does, in fact, feel a spark. He can't deny it, but they've never actually spoken on the phone. The following is a reenacted recording of one of their text conversations. 
John has yet to hear her real voice, so an actress will read the part of Talia the Tinder Date. Hey, Nerdo. I'm staring at a picture of your face right now. Come look at my face IRL. It's currently smiling right now that you're here. Except that you're not really here. It's better this way, TBH. At some point, we'll get bored and stop messaging. And then it'll be like, well, none of this ever mattered. Jeez, drama. That won't happen to us, lol. Why? Because you can't leave. Kidding, not kidding. I could unmatch you. Kidding, not kidding. I could kill you. Kidding, not kidding. Creepy. TBH, I can't wait to see you. I'd just like to get to know you more first. Okay. Don't you K me, bub. When the time is right, I'll come out there. Good night, Nerdo. One month later. It happens suddenly. Talia messages John to go on a date that evening. Dulay excitedly cooks a romantic meal for his friend and their mysterious Arctic visitor. John hurries to complete his data logs for the day, and he notates a sort of buzz in his body, caused by what's known as an unpredictable reward. Due to the impromptu nature of the date, a far greater dose of dopamine is doled out into John's body, like a casino slot machine. The results of this date are unknown. Jackpot or bust. Uh, 29.9, over. Yeah, what's the D measurement? Like I said, the N-meter wasn't giving accurate readings. I, I turned the sensitivity down and... But what is the D measurement? The, the D measurement? Talking about Delta? Uh, is it around four inches? <laughs> okay, yeah, very nice, guys. Good luck on the date, John. Hope she's not a beast. Okay, guys, uh, signing off. Yeah, one more thing, John. Are you in Dulay tracking this storm? You better get ready out there. We haven't received a report on that. Uh, it's a big one. Check the reports. Uh, system says nothing. No, that's incorrect. Copy. We'll make a request right now. Over. Elizabeth Station, we are approaching your helipad for drop-off. That's her. Long easy, 6 Delta, clear to land. 6 Delta, bravo. It's too late. Here we go. John and Dulay climb a staircase to the helipad. A shiny luxury helicopter, Barbie pink in color, hovers overhead, kicking up a windstorm of snow. Touching down, the pilot exits hastily, opening the cabin doors. Talia emerges, wearing a skirt, no jacket, and heels which match Barbie pink. She looks just like her photo. Dark hair, lots of bright lip gloss, and a big, bright smile aimed right at John. With her hair whipping around, John eagerly searches for it. That spark, was it still there? Like in slow motion, she steps out onto the helipad and is immediately stuck. Oh, shoot. My heel's stuck. Ugh, all right, don't say it. Aren't you freezing? I didn't bring the right shoes. I know, okay. Uh, I don't think anyone's ever worn heels out here. <coughs> oh, here, here, just pull onto my shoulders. Uh, just pull your heel no, off. No, I don't want to rip it. It ne fait rien, John. It ne pousse pas. Can we just cut around it, maybe? We can't cut the helipad to, to save your shoe? Uh, fine. 
All right, we'll leave it. <laughs> this is so embarrassing. <laughs> I'm having like a Cinderella moment and it's not working for me, okay? Expectation oh versus reality. I gotta take a pic of this. Talia's <laughs> choice of words. TBH. Pension for humor. It's too good. Real talk, as she called it. We're all consistent in their previous text messages. But in real life, IRL, first impressions were somewhat sobering. But John remained focused on the data at hand. Even if, in fact, this was to be the worst letdown shit show Tinder date in Antarctica's history. Being that Talia was his only match, could they still find the spark after all? We'll be right back. This is our uh, spectrophotometer right here. This is the the crew is fixing it, so we're using the one from the 80s. Fancy. (laughs) It's a Dobson. It uses a wax trap recording system to... Honestly, how do I hit snooze on this conversation? (laughs) Yeah, sorry. I'm sure you get enough of this at your station, so... Yeah... It's nonstop, basically. Uh, what's his name? Dula? Dula, what kind of soap you got? I got a workshop. Dula? He's ignoring me. <laughs> Rude. He hates me, doesn't he? He's just cooking. I just scrub up with what you got. Dula, scooche. Mm. Hey, uh, oh, can you please conserve? I need it warm, though, John. Well, uh, I read the warmth of water doesn't alter cleanliness, so... Oh, yeah. But, you know, it feels so fucking good, steamy, John. (laughs) Hey, John, be honest. IRL, are you disappointed in me? In you? No, I know. Yeah, your voice is different than I imagined. I hate my voice, TBH. You think I got it from all that clubbing and smoking? Pretend door, John. Twenties, am I right? Uh, Hey, uh, we have to fly out fuel to heat the water. So could you just? Do you want me to smell good? Uh, No. We allow ourselves (laughs) even a limit, so this means I won't shower for her even a week. Well, I'll send you over a batch. How's that sound? (laughs) Mademoiselle, please take your seat. Okay, dinner is Uh served. How nice. J'ai vu. Hey, uh, you okay, buddy? Assis-toi, Jean, putain. Miss Mm. Italian or blue cheese? (laughs) What's he saying? I don't know. He said Italian or blue cheese. The dressing? Oh, neither. What's he making? A salad. Oh. Well, I only do chop. Here, let me chop it for oh, you. Hey, uh, no, oh, it just... Mademoiselle, oh. mademoiselle. It took him uh, months to, to grow that lettuce in our greenhouse, so maybe just let him serve it how he likes. I'll yeah. just snack on a Luna bar. It's fine, really. You got wine? We do. Thank fuck. <laughs> Keep it coming, bub. There you go. Glug, glug, glug. Well, let's just start with that. <laughs> Ugh, Johnny, what are you, my father? No. <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, you know, one of the perks of being out here is that you get you get buzzed really quick. Mm. That's the only perk. <laughs> and I know, I have a glass each night or, or, or day to wind down. It's really odd out here to tell that stuff night, day, you know? I, I, got oh, I got it. I no. got it. I got oh, it. Okay. Uh, relax, please. Uh, continue. I will get it. So you never told me what research you're working on, Talia? John, come here. Tell me the 
Tetris. Zula. He's an asshole. Yeah? No. But, like, deep down, he's a prick for sure, right? Like, I know French people, and I can tell. He kinda hates you. Julie doesn't hate me, no. Eh, he's kind of a sycophant. TBH. <laughs> All right. Do you always spell out text speech vocally like that? Like, you know, saying the acronyms instead of the words? Oh my god, you are such a nerdo. <laughs> what are you thinking, John? You hate me, don't you? It's fine if you do. Just, you know, be honest. I'm thinking that you're not a scientist. You're such a little Nancy Drew. What gave me away, John? Uh, well, scientists don't ride in helicopters like that or drink so much. Excuse me. Keep going, John. Uh, well, it's just interesting. Dule would have thrown you out already because of mm. your behavior, but he's keeping his mouth shut, and I kind of, I kind of wonder why. Mm. Maybe he does like me, John. Uh, he knows you're someone important, someone not to mess with. Mm. I think, yeah. Dang, my father owns the base I'm staying at. And this one too, I think. Or mm, part of it. I, I'm not too sure. Hey, we, we only have a few bottles for that for the well, year, so if you could... <laughs> I'll send you a case or two. Like the jet fuel and the water? Yeah. What else do you need, John? A uh, spine right now, so I could have kicked you out 20 minutes ago. <laughs> oh! TBH? Zing. Sorry. No, it's okay. <laughs> Is that how you feel, John? Yeah, I do. And I wish I had said that, what, what I think. And I... What do you think, John? <clears throat> that I, I think that you're a spoiled person and you're treating this base and everyone in it with very little respect. Have you been tested, John? For what? With that? Uh, yeah. <laughs> that. I haven't been active, and I don't plan on being, especially tonight. Do you want to go to your room, John? I'm not really looking for a hookup, Talia. Oh, but that's not what you said before, John. You said you wanted my tits. So what changed? Just l- let's just enjoy our meal and take it uh, a step at a time. Mm. Cool? No. Oh. No? No? No. Um... Dulay? Dulay? You and I, we've talked about so much, you know? You and your your mother and her manipulative, controlling ways. Here's the thing, John. I, I know what's happening here, because it happens every time, okay? Talia, I, I think maybe we should just be friends, okay? You're scared to get close to someone, John. Uh, and that's why you came all the way out here. It's okay. I'm scared, too. Guys always back away from me. They never get to know the real Talia. And that's why I came all the way out here to meet someone like you, John. A nice guy with a big heart and nowhere to go. Can you please remove your foot from my crotch, Talia? Mm, but I can tell you like it, John. The body don't lie, baby. Mm. No, Talia! Okay. Let me drink my wine and I'll go. Okay? I think that's the best, yeah. Shh, 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 shh. Uh-huh. 
Yeah, this is Tally at the Princess Elizabeth Station. I need a pickup. La tempête est sur le point de frapper. C'est grand. On doit sortir. Pourquoi n'avons-nous pas Voici vidéo Il y a quelque chose de mauvais chez Sabas. Quelqu'un est de guetter son cul, tiré pour ça, et ça c'est sûr. On doit sortir, genre. Oh, that's scary. Is everyone all right? Tous les pas sont verrouillés. What is that? Wait, what does that mean? Lockdown? For how long? Je l'aime pas, eh? Right. I don't trust her. Ugh, I'm dead. No flights in or out. Sounds like a big storm's moving in, boys. Yeah, we we heard. The report never reached us. Your base is taking the blame on this. Do you know? Do you know anything about this? No, but. I'm furious, okay? And my father's gonna be furious too, believe me. I guess I'm gonna have to stay here for a while. <laughs> Ugh, I hate being a burden. Where's your room, John? I need to lie down. I got a little toasted and stressed over all this. Yeah, it's just great. Thanks for dinner, Dula. It was delicious. Talia hobbles on one pink heel, kicking it off and disappearing into the bedroom. John would later notate that this abrupt departure was the same move his mother would pull after fights with his father. It was familiar, manipulative, infuriating. Doulet sits by the double-insulated glass windows, staring out as a whirlwind of arctic fury pounds the Princess Elizabeth station. What can a buddy do when their friend brings home someone not to their liking? They either speak up or be buried with it. Je vais chercher le chat de neige et je foutre le compte ici. The snowcat's at her base and that's over 40 miles. Dulé, you, you can't make it on foot. Let's just just wait this out, okay? Non, tu peux pas la faire confiance. What do you mean I can't trust her? Pardon. Okay, she's clueless. Ah non, vachement, ça c'est vachement con. How long? Okay, how long could the storm last? No, no, John, no, eh, no. Ah, oh, come on, Dulay, she's not that bad. Pardon. She's overcompensating because she's nervous. I, I know her. I grew up with someone just like this. Pas so, ça, look, deep down, no. I think she's probably a kind person. John, regarde-moi. C'est mieux d'être dans cette merde dehors que rester ici et voir que quelqu'un nous mange. What happened to anything for the mission, Doulet? Doulet! Doulet! Talia! Hello? Talia? Hello? I'm on the bed, John. <gasps> okay. <laughs> I didn't mean to scare you. I hope you don't mind. I, I, I put on some of your music. Oh, I, I don't mind. Come closer. Uh, it hurts my head to talk loud. Sure. How are you uh, feeling? John, would you mind getting my shoe from outside? I, I don't care if the heel breaks. I just I want it to be safe, you know? Sure. Oh, John? Yes? Could you... Could you grab me a glass of water, too? Uh, and an ice pack, if you could. Uh, of course. And yeah. And lower the lights a bit more. All right. Hey, John. Mm. Thanks, bub. 
Talia was nothing like John had imagined, but the seemingly uncanny likeness to his mother and all her baggage somehow turned something in him, something Dada can't quite track, an ephemeral part of the equation, the spark, the unknown variable. Dulé's last words to John were, I'd rather face the storm than see us eaten alive. He wandered into the pitch black to retrieve a snowcat from the nearest base to remove Talia from their lives. John would later tell the investigative committee that Dulé broke protocol and brought this on himself. Dulé's body wouldn't be discovered for two months when the storm finally settled. Be careful, be careful, don't break the glass. You'll be careful. The ice is so thick. In that two months, the sun re-emerged to shine and it never stopped. Oh, oh, John, look at it. Now we'll be able to see forever, John. <laughs> when humans are trapped in a traumatic situation, they often bond. Some would call it Stockholm Syndrome. Others, a chemical connection. Love. John Italian or blue cheese? Uh, I just say manja, manja, uh, okay? <laughs> Together, John and Talia learned to grow more vegetables in the greenhouse than Dulé ever did. The key was increased heat and singing to the plants to nurture growth. Some would say Talia sabotaged the weather report and planned this whole thing like a freaky, twisted seduction for the ages. But John simply says that's paranoid thinking. And he's less paranoid now. Less depressed. His mood levels have improved. After all, he is a scientist. And he cannot deny the data. That's it for the Sunday show. We'll see you next week.